Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Well, good afternoon. It's still morning, noon. It's morning still. We actually... Not in a hurry. Good, because I'm not either. <laughs> but as my granddaddy used to say, if you get done before I do, you can leave when you want to. And he also used to say, the same door that lets you in will let you out. I love my granddaddy. Love you. Hallelujah. I can go there quickly. It doesn't take me long. Tears will start flowing and we'll just be in a swirl pretty quickly. Um, wow. Well, hello, everybody. It's good to be here. <laughs> oh, I love being who I am and being who the Lord has called me to be. I've never tried to be anybody else. I tried it a couple times, and it never worked out right, so I just went back to the way that I know how, which is the way I grew up and the way I was tutored and taught and I had parents who modeled what the kingdom looked like. They not only talked it, they walked it. They lived it. And most things are caught more than they're taught. I'm good with teaching as long as you come at it through an angle of him and not through your intellect and not trying to figure it out because you'll never figure him out. Amen, Ben. That's a good word. You keep preaching if they don't say nothing. You just keep preaching. What a great place this is, the Rock of Bay County. What a great home this is for me. <laughs> it's always been home for me from, from a little boy till now. I've always been here in one way or another, whether I was coming through or we actually stopped and camped out for a little while. That's kind of the story of my life growing up with my dad and my mom who were um, were great parents to me and modeled and showed what the kingdom looked like. And a lot of that happened right here in this, on this land, in that building over there. There's so many buildings. I, I, so we, so we're here and we're there and we're everywhere. The Beatles wrote a song. Paul McCartney wrote a song called Here, There, and Everywhere. And I feel like that's been our life kind of lately. But you know what? When presence is enough, it doesn't matter where you are. If it's enough. And that's a good question for us to look at. You know, just write it on, our, on a bulletin or a card envelope and just say, is presence enough? And put it on your refrigerator and look at it every day. Is the presence enough? Or do you need stuff to fill up your life to make it work? Or can you just be okay in stillness? That's why David, it's not my message, so this is a freebie. <laughs> this is free. Don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for any of it. By the way, if you do want to pay tithe and offering, <laughs> there's a basket right here, and you can come bring it up. We'll pray at the end. I'm, try, I'm going to try not to go long today, but everybody knows how that goes with a preacher. And I am a preacher, and I love to preach. I love to be who I'm called to be. And... Um, <laughs> Psalms 46 and verse 10 says, be still. I feel like I preach the same message every time. It's him. I, I think granddaddy used to say I preach the same message over and over, but it, it looks a little different each time. It's the same message. It's the same message we have here. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's my message. I don't want another message. I don't want another thing added to that. I want just the purity of Jesus. I want the purity of Yeshua. I want the ear to hear his voice. I want the heart to be pliable, to move and to respond in the right way. 
I want to be able to close my eyes and still my soul so I can go where the Spirit wants to go. And the Spirit is everlasting. It is eternal. It is never going to die. You are never going to die. You have never been dead. You have always been alive. We can go home. Y'all want to go to eat something? (laughs) Psalms 46 and verse 10. This is not my message. This is a freebie. It's an appetizer. It's what you get before the main course. (laughs) Be still and know. Be still and know. The only way to know is to have an aim on what to focus at. To know him is not just a casual relationship. To know him is not just a Sunday morning service. To know him is not your favorite worship song, riding down the road with your windows down and just going at it. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. And I encourage us all to find that. But to know him is to be still. All your awareness, all your remembrance, all your encountering, all comes out of stillness. Which we have a hard time in America doing. Because we got stuff to do. And things to take care of. And a list to check off. Anybody in here a to-do list kind of a person? I I am. I I love a routine. You know, Yahweh loves routine. Read Genesis 1. In the evening and there was morning. In the evening and there was morning. And... The evening and there was morning. And then you come to this seventh day where there is no evening or morning. It says you'll neither need the sun for light by day or the moon for light by night. I'll be your light. What? I don't need the sun or the moon to be my light. <clears throat> to know him. This is eternal life. To know him. It's not to get out of here and experience it in heaven one day, as great as that will be. And I'm looking forward to that. But my mind is not focused on getting out of here. My mind is focused on staying here and being here when the ones who want to go are going. I want to be left behind. I want them to go and let me stay. Because the last time I checked, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It can't come where it already is. It's already there. It doesn't need to come there. It needs to come here, and you are the one to bring it here. So tighten up nuts and bolts and let him position you to be still in this day of busyness. Lock on to stillness. I'm telling you today, if you go home, and first thing we can do is turn TV off. That's a big thing. We can preach on that for another 20 minutes or so. Turn sports. I'm a big sports guy. And by the way, we're going to have a prayer meeting at 3 o'clock today. And it's for my Braves that we win game seven tonight. And I would all y'all can dress casual. Don't have to be dressy. But we're going to go after the presents for about 20 minutes. And we're going to pray that Brian Snicker, I love his name, Snicker, I believe that's how you say it, the manager is going to, Speak to that team this morning, and we're going to go in. We're going to beat the Dodgers tonight. Can anybody else get with that? Are y'all Dodgers? <laughs> y'all think I'm kidding, but I ain't kidding. No. <laughs> that was a rough game yesterday. Man, we were up three games to one. All we got to win is one, and we can't get the one. I'm like, God, dog, son, can we just win? <clears throat> turn, turn. You know what? Here's a here's a great example. A little story. Yesterday, I'm getting ready for a good day with my girlfriend, and I'm sitting watching um, 
the game. And I just really, I just was like, man, I, you know, we're, we're down 3 nothing the first inning, and I'm just getting anxiety. I'm just getting frustrated. I, anybody ever been there? You just you start walking. I'm a coach. Like, when I watch it, I'm not just a fan. I'm the coach and the fan and the assistant coach to the assistant coach. I'm just taking care of all ends. I got the defense down. I got the offense down. I got the special teams down. I got it down. And I just, I just live from that place. And, man, I'm telling you, you got so in me. And I was like, I had to go back to practice what you preach, son. Turn it off. Just turn it off. So I did. I turned it off. I just couldn't deal with it. I just couldn't. If there's stuff overwhelming you, just turn it off. You don't have to do anything but one thing. Just turn it off. What do I need to do? Turn it off. And sit still. And let the knowing of his presence come alive to you. That you'll never know until you're still. Be still and know. Man, oh man. Well, it's an honor to be here today. I'm so privileged and honored to get to speak. I never take this lightly. Never take it happenstance. I'm always engaged in this moment. And it's an honor and a privilege to be before you people today and talking to you. And I honor you for coming and for, 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 for participating and leaning into what the Spirit wants to do today. Thank you. Really, it means the world. There is no, you're only as good as the people in front of you. You're only as good as the receptor on the other end. I ain't talking on the phone to nobody. I'm talking to somebody. There's an exchange, a connection going on that must be real in order to be effective, in order to be influential in the earth. I want to be able to have an exchange with you today. I don't want this just to be a listening to Ben and a few things he's going to say. I want there to be an impartation. I want there to be an exchange of something in me to you and something in you to me. You didn't come here just to sit. You came here to engage what's going on in this room today. Hallelujah. It's an honor. It's just a joy to be here. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, Mark and Eva are in Mobile today. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary, and uh, that's awesome. Super, super good. Yeah, give it up. 30 years. Um, that's where they are today, and several people are there. I know uh, three or four couples or so are out there. I'm not sure who's Henry and Caroline and a bunch of people. So we wish them the best. We hope they're, they'll come back and bring some of that with them, whatever they got. Bring some of that glory sauce over here. So they got a lot of it over there. Um, but you know what? I love this house. I love what Mark is doing. I love what Mark has been teaching on. I love what he's been, um, posturing this house in. And sometimes that takes a while. Don't, you know, be okay with the, um, the unusual silence. Sometimes the unusual questions that you might come to your spirit in these times. These are all things to help us. These are all things to help us grow and mature. I don't really want, I don't want, um, as many answers as I want questions. Because, you know, that's the engagement. That's the mystery of the kingdom. There's a little bit that you know, and there's a whole lot that you don't. So if we have to, if we have to, if, if we're okay with just, if we can only live this spirit life with knowing what we need and, and knowing how it's all going to work, then we're not fully living in the kingdom because the kingdom is a mystery. And he gives it to the ones who can unpack that mystery and can bring it in to reality and actually manifest the kingdom come reality in the earth. Amen. Um, so I'm just going to piggyback off of some things Mark has talked about, mainly um, setting of the Lord before. That whole message is so good and so precise and so just so well spoken from him lately. I've just been so cool. It's been so cool to be in the room with him talking and getting to see him grow, come to where he's come to, to where he was and where he's at and where he's going. I love all that. I love to be able to be partners with somebody, you know, because it's not just the Lord, right? It's the people. We got to love people. I know it's hard sometimes, but we got to come out of this state of just me and the Lord and we just doing our little thing and our little camp meet. No, no, no. You ain't doing the kingdom if you're doing that because you got to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You got to take all that and give it to your neighbor. So how are you giving it to you? Are you giving it to your neighbor? Are you giving it to Mark, my the leader here? Are you giving it to Eva, the I was going to say first lady, but that just sounds a little weird. 
the first lady. She might not like that. I don't know. But we got to give honor to people. You know, they might be 20 years younger than us. It might be hard for some of us to honor that because they're younger. And we don't know how to take a younger person talking the kingdom. It just feels weird because we've had a guy in this house speaking kingdom for a long time. And he's just my, you can't be a more pillar and a more old kind of a man looking than granddaddy. I mean, you get what I'm saying? He gray hair from, the, from like 40 till to when he left and just had that stoic kind of thing and boom, 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 boom and lay it out. And behold, I do a new thing. Do not call to mind the former things. Behold, I do a new thing. Wake up to the new thing. Are you in for a new thing? It's really not a new thing. It's an ancient thing that we're just remembering. That's kind of the message today, kind of. I think so. This might be a lot here today. You never know how it's going to come out. But I'm just in, I'm in um, a real place of just meditating on the Lord and, 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 and remembering and honoring and thank, being very thankful and grateful for where I've come. I never want to lose sight of that. I always want to be brought out in bushy tail to the new day and the new thing and always remembering what he's done for me. You can do both at the same time. You can keep moving to the future and you can remember the past because really the circle is the kingdom and the beginning and the end are the same. So it doesn't really matter which way you go, whether you go to Genesis or Revelation, the tree of life's on either end of it. Somebody shout, say something, amen, glory. Ha! This is not a linear gospel. This is a cellular awakening gospel that's a circle. And there ain't no end or beginning to it. It's always been. You have always been. Take me back to the glory that I shared with you at first. That's the message today. Take me back to the glory. And you know how you, how you go back? By looking forward with him. You go back and you remember who you've always been. That your birthday was not your first day. So if you had bad parents, you're good. I'm here to tell you, you got better parents than the parents you even had if they were great. And mom were great. And the Lord said, I got better news even for Tom and Donna and for you. They ain't your first thought. I'm your first thought. I'm trying to take you back to me again and line up with me in the sun so I can birth a manifestation of something real in the earth and not mediocre and religious and boring and methodical and lazy and this, that, and ho-hum. I'm talking about a live, boisterous, passionate son of God who has been identified by the hand and has blueprints for the new thing that he's doing in the earth, including the Bay County. Including this house of people and believers who are excited and psyched and zealous and passionate to pursue. But also remembering and thanking the Lord for where he's brought me. Because this, once I get in this stream and this flow, I can just go back and forth. And there's just steady, just ease about my life. Because I know how to stop and be still and remember who I've been and who I am and who I will be. Ooh, I'm tired. The invite to everlasting life is found in the journey of knowing him through a lifestyle of intimate devotion. Not through your church attendance. In one age, it was easier to get by with a good church attender and checking off the list. It wasn't even a bad thing. It needed to happen. Because when you come out of religion, you don't know how to be still. You don't know what to do. And that's why you come to the fivefold that's supposed to exhort and edify and build you up to a place where you can recognize who you are. And that's what this house has done for me. Even growing up the way we did, we never lived here for a long period of time. So I never got all the government I needed, right? I needed some more government in my prophetic nature. I needed banks to the river. Anybody like that? I mean, I'm, 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 I, my identity is very sporadic. It's very bird's eye view on the whole thing. Man, I just see the future. And, I, and it's hard for prophetic people to learn the, the art of being still. If you're just kind of kind of regular going kind of a Christian, it's probably not that hard. You're just so, you're just so caught up in your own boringness that you don't see him. Sometimes you're just so boring you don't even realize it. That's a good word. I like that. 
You know, when I'm bored, I do something. And there are a lot of people who are bored, who don't even know they're bored, who just sit there and just kind of willy-nilly through life. And just a little church service here and a little cantata here and a little Christmas thing here and a little Easter thing here and I'll be good and I'm set for the year. You won't bring the kingdom that way. Because the invite to everlasting life is found in the journey of knowing him through a lifestyle of intimate devotion. And I want to talk just a minute or two about prayer and about our aim in prayer. What do we pray for? How do we pray? That is the key to how I found this thing called relationship that did not start one day. It happened over a period of days and weeks and months and years. And I can take you back to the day it started for me. 2013 was the day it was a starting point for me to engage the secret place. And I, I say that a lot. I don't want us to get all wooey about that. You know what that looks like for me? Everything turned off in my apartment, me sitting at my um, dinner table with a Bible open and just eyes closed and just stillness. That's how it looks. So if you think it's some, Ben's got this special thing he does and he's just got all these lights and these things situated and and he just waits for the glory cloud to come in. Everything's just going to be picture perfect and it's just going to be, no, it actually kind of looks kind of boring, honestly. But if you learn how to set the intention, you'll wake up one day with the second nature. Pretty good? Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. (laughs) Amen. If I got that from Robert Allen, I'm doing good. Check. Healing to your body, spirit, soul, and body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Healing, wholeness, shanabasete, heal the sick, cast out devil, freely you've received, freely give of the Holy Ghost. Healthy bones, healthy life, no cancer inside, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. It's got to go, it's got to go, it's got to go. Broad shoulders to carry heavy weight, Robert Allen. You are not done. You have many years to go, and I speak life eternally in your spirit today. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils freely. You receive, freely give. That is the kingdom of God. Get busy. Go looking for people. Don't just go into public willy-nilly looking for people. You ain't got to be religious and spooky and weird. It'll run people off. But be you. Be a special, authentic worshiper who can walk into Publix and shine the light of God, whether you're speaking or not. Most people will see it on you before they ever hear it from you. I need to see it so I can come in to hear you and talk to you and ask a question to you. Most people don't come up to you and ask questions because you look mundane and you look lethargic and lazy and you don't shine the light of Christ. It doesn't say arise and get your bells right, all your T's crossing, your I's dotted. It says arise and shine. All you got to do to shine is get up. So get up and arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It ain't out here, it's on you. Take responsibility for the glory that lives in you and own Jesus inside of you. It's not just a good Bible story. It's a message for trans, to translate into this earth to change people, to change the people of me and the, the person of me and the land I live in and the people that I'm connected to. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Everlasting life. Well, everybody wants to find it. I got a good answer for you. Jesus tells us what it is. Shiloh knows it. I love Shiloh. That boy right there is fired up. See, I, see here's a good example. I can look at Shiloh and tell he's been in the secret place. I ain't got to hear him say two words. I can look at him and go, yeah, he's been with Jesus. See, something happens when you're with Jesus. I'm saying Jesus a lot. I think it's just to break the religion of saying Yeshua. You don't say it this way. It ain't the wrong. Come on, man. My God in heaven, we got the name. Use it. But don't be religious about it. 
And don't move people away from you just because you think you got it all. One, sometimes the biggest thing in the world is to think you know it all. Because last time I checked, I don't think I do and I don't think you do. Shalabah. Step into the mystery that is the kingdom. Not your knowing and your awareness of who you are. You don't know nothing. But you know the one who does and he can reveal who you are. A son, a king, and a priest who keeps the fire burning. That's my message, really, if I get to it. Keep the fire burning. In the old covenant, the priest had work to do. And one job they had was to keep the fire going. Oh, come on now. It had to roar. If not, smoke from the, if not the smoke from the fire would go into the camp and would, would get into the people. So their one, their, one of their many responsibilities was to keep the flame going. Its job was to, to, for it to jet upwards toward heaven. No more literal altar anymore. Now you have become the altar. So it's this identity of my job is simply to keep what he lit alive. That's it. In the old covenant, it was a way you had to do it physically. You had to bring an animal, you had to sacrifice, and they had to keep that thing constantly stirring so that fire would have precise precise precision to the heavens, not so it would scatter among the people. See, sometimes we get so busy with stuff, we forget to stir the flame, so it kind of gets a little scattery, a little peppery, a little, little kind of just not really fully doing what it's supposed to do. Is this ringing true? It's not really fullness. It's, it's, a, it's a little partial of it. It's some 30 and some 60. And you've been in 30 land for a long time. And he's trying to get you to 60 land. And the way to get to 60 land is stay with the fire. You just stay with the fire. What's your job as a priest? Same thing. It's just not the same way. It's you now. So now it's no longer going to a place once a year to stir the flame. It's up to you to keep the fire inside of you stirred to the flame. So it has direct accurate positioning to go straight towards the father's nostrils. It's really the fragrance to his nostril. What kind of fragrance is he smelling from you? It's your only job. It's your only job. You got one job. I love that thing in sports, you know, talk about these quarterbacks or these defensive linemen. You got one job, dude, and you can't do it. You just, you got to do the one job. You can't not do the one job. That's all you got to practice. You got that one job all day long, all week long, and you can't get it right. Nick Saban, he's going to have you out. Bobby Bowden in his time would have you out. Now we're starting to finally get a coach in the FSU that can maybe do that. I hope that God so. But you got one job. And if I'm a defensive lineman, I'm not worried about the quarterback. I'm not worried about the O-line. I could give a rip. I love them. They're my team. I love everyone. I want everybody to come in. But I got one job. And it's to nail that quarterback in the head. That's my job. And I'm going to focus on that job Monday. Matter of fact, Sunday they practice. I just realized they practice on Sunday. Well, that, yeah, that, I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. They'd probably take a Sunday off, honestly. <laughs> they got Sunday afternoon. They just played Saturday. And they're already practicing on Sunday. Probably important. You got this on Sunday. What you doing Monday morning? I'm, it's not condemnation. I'm just trying to throw out some stuff that I feel in my gut. And it's coming from a worshiper who stirred the flame and who never kept his eyes off of it. He had one job, and it was to keep the fire burning. My daddy taught me about the fire, and he said, son, just stay with the fire. Don't worry about the stuff trying to call you, trying to woo you. You just stay with the flame inside of you. You got one job, and it's to keep the fire burning. You'll never have a passion till you have a fire. You'll never have overflow till you're filled. And when you're filled, you've been in the fire, so you got overflow, not for you, but for everybody else. The filling is for you. The overflow is for everybody else. How important is it, is it to be filled then? Filled in the kingdom equals overflow. So it's everything. Because it ain't just about you and God and your own little farm and your own little thing. Or your own little apartment. And I'm an introvert by nature. I love my apartment. I don't like anybody to come over. I like being by myself. I like worshiping. And Yahweh gave me almost seven and a half years of doing it all by myself. And I did. Y'all know the story. Dad died 2010. <clears throat> Terrible time of relationship in 2012, 2013. He just, man, he just took everything out and gave me a place of stillness. 
when I was going into busyness and ministry and I'm going to preach one day and I'm going to sing one day. And Yahweh said, no, I don't need you for that right now. I need you to come in your bedroom in your mama's house at 29 years old and I need you to sit on a chair and turn everything off and just sit. Man, I feel the spirit of God in me today. I need you to sit down. Can you be? See, you'll never be sent till you're seated. And you'll never stand as an oak until you're sent. You're seated as a son to be sent from a father to stand as an oak tree. You're seated, you're sent to stand. Do people see an oak tree when they see you? Do they see the light that I see in Shiloh when they see you? I got one job. One job. And it's to keep the fire burning. And the only way I do that is not to get lost in distraction and and the peripheral of life, but to be steady, focused on one thing have I desired of the Lord. And what do you got to do? That will I seek. So now it's conditions on you. That will I, David, seek. He lights it and we keep it going. Tend to the garden. Is your fire out? Just questions, I say to me. Is your fire out? Be still. The invite to everlasting life is found in the journey of knowing him through a lifestyle of intimate devotion. Beginning in stillness. That right there unlocks the awareness of him. This is key. It's kind of what I'm going into. I didn't open the Bible yet. I did do Psalms 4610, so it's official. We got a verse. It's church. We're official now. You got another word. I know I say this a lot. Matter of fact, matter of fact turn to Matthew 6. <laughs> turn to Matthew, if you got your Bible. I hope you all bring your Bibles. Even though you are the living word, it's good to know the word. And the, the logos is the written word. The rhema is the spontaneous or the, the spoken, the freshly spoken word of God. We need both in our lives. We don't need just a good Bible reading person. We need a Holy Ghost filled, passionate, fire ghost person. We don't need just a fire ghost, Holy Ghost, my God, let's go. We need a diligent, the faithful disciple who's reading the word every day. Because he is the written and he is the rhema. He's both. It is really Jesus. He is the word. He became flesh, waiting for you to become alive and become spirit flesh alive. Come alive. Sounds like a good song. Uh, Matthew 6. And if you want to put a bookmark in John 17. Uh, even the time I say John 17, I go, oh, man. Ah. <laughs> Because that, that's just got some Holy Ghost on it. Um, and it's, it's, this is about prayer. So direct, let's see here. What are we aiming at when we pray? Not a set of things to check off the list, but a setting of his person in front of us. Just piggybacking off of Mark's messages the last couple of weeks, setting the Lord before how, do, how does that look in practical life through daily devotion and prayer? Well, Yeshua tells us, you know, and, I, and when Yeshua tells us, I want to listen to him. I've been, I read a lot in the Old Testament. I love the minor prophets and the major prophets and, and the Psalms and the Proverbs. <clears throat> I encourage y'all too, whenever you do begin to learn stillness and the art of stillness and the art of being intentional, is don't go to Deuteronomy. Don't go to Leviticus. Don't go to... Revelation. Go stay in Psalms and don't leave until the Lord tells you to. Hey. Ah, I felt the ghost on that lady. Shikaba. Ishaba. Ha. Um where was I? Don't leave Psalms. Huh? Don't leave Psalms. Even when you want to, just stay. There's 150 of them. You got a lot of time. Take about take one, but don't take the whole thing at one time. 
One bite at a time. Take it in. See, this is an art. This is not something you just come into and learn how to do it in one step program. Even though it is a one step in his light from darkness into marvelous light. That's Bill Johnson. Love him. Greatest quote ever. There's no 12 step program. There's a one step program from darkness to marvelous light. Really, you can't make that up. That's incredible. <laughs> They're not even having service. We're blessed to even be here, by the way. They can't even have service in Bethel and, and Reading. We can. That's enough to rejoice. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Amen. <laughs> so Yeshua, Moses gives us language for this kind of knowing him. Uh, language in Exodus 30. <clears throat> I speak this a lot. Exodus thirty three eleven. I'll pray, show me your ways that I may know you. See, the ways is his nature, his image, his likeness. It's the Malkut, what Mark's been talking about, the sovereignty and the image of God. Is that right, Malkut? Is that right? Malkut? Oh, that's been good. I don't... Mm, the Malkut, the, the, the kingdom is, is, the, is the sovereignty, the nature of his presence. That's his ways. That's who he is. I know I've said that a lot, but that's just good. Exodus 33, show me your ways. See, Moses... Moses was a, was a prayer. See, we can learn from Moses and Jesus today in how to pray. I'm not just praying to get something from you. I'm not just praying so I can go up on this mountain and get defeated by all these people. Moses is being pretty direct in Exodus 33. Matter of fact, he's having a convo with God, a pretty intimate powwow, if you will, with God. Matter of fact, he's the only guy I know in Scripture that changed his mind. I don't even want to go there, but he changed God's mind. That's pretty good. He was so close, he could get God to change something. What? Moses. What, dude? You're crazy, Moses. I love you. You're helping a boy in 2020 get a picture. Get a visual, a painting that's no longer just the framework. It's the painting, the painting in the framework. It's the framework and the beauty. <laughs> Moses, he says, I love it. He says, show me your ways that I may know you. Show me your mouth. Show me your sovereignty, your nature that I may know you. So when I go up, I'll be distinguished from all the other people on the face of the earth. What a line. Ha, Shaba. Distinguished. Is there something distinct about you? Is there something that distinguishes you among the rest? Moses was not praying for a set of things to be checked off. He was placing the person and setting his face before. And saying, I'm not going up until I know you're with me. And I ain't doing it. I love it. I love a guy that just goes after God like that. Who's just not settling for just whatever. He says, I'm not going up until you come. And what happens after all of this? He gets hid in the cleft. And my God, the goodness of the Lord passes right before him. He, can you imagine that day, that scenario? Put yourself in that position. When you read the Bible, don't just read it. Put yourself in it. Put yourself in Moses' feet when he was speaking that prayer. It's about prayer, this message. That's my title so I can try to context because I get a little out there and I want to keep it kind of locked in. So prayer is the message. If you go home today, what did Ben preach about? You got a little prayer. And what to aim at when we pray. Side. Boom. Come on, Tommy. Go ahead now. So just a couple. Where are we at here? Okay, we're good. Y'all good? Okay. If you got your offerings and tithe, come on, bring them up. I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. That'll, that'll open the, the windows of heaven for you. That's a bunny trail. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a bunny trail preacher, and sometimes I go on the trail and don't ever come back and forgot where I was. And you know what? That's the kingdom. It's okay. If you got to have it all picture perfect and all orchestrated just like you want it, this ain't the place for you. All right, I got a little of my granddaddy in me, a little bit of my daddy. I got a little bit of that fire in me today because I know who I am, and I want to just, I, I see a people who know who they are. You walked in here as Christ in flesh. 
You took ownership of that when you woke up today. He goes, I read in Isaiah 61, it says, arise and shine. I'm getting up and I'm shining and I'm aware of it. See, my stillness led me to my awareness. Let's go back here. Let's track. Can you tell I'm having a good time? I love doing this. This is my favorite place to be is right here. When I get done with here, I'm terrible. I'm miserable. (laughs) But that's why... Yahweh has sent me a girlfriend and I am so <laughs> to bring some structure to this old prophetic boy here. She's here today. Thank you for being here. Her mom and dad are here and her aunt and uncle are here. <laughs> it's an honor to have y'all here, man. I love you guys. Big time. Very special people in such a short amount of time. All the time, all the time, God's good. God's good all the time, all the time, God's good. Oh, thank you, Lord. The invite to everlasting life is found in the journey of knowing Him, not getting out of here. Through a lifestyle of intimate devotion, beginning in stillness, be still and know, unlocks the awareness of Him. It's where He lights the fire in you. It's called encounter. That's when your awareness goes, aha, I'm not my own and I've been bought and my daddy and my mommy, as good as they are, they're not the ones who made me and I can go back to the beginning and fine tune myself to the place where I now know who I am because I knows, I know who's. I am. Beginning in stillness, be still and know, unlocks the awareness of him where he lights the fire of encounter. And this is the place where you let him love you. Man, every time I say it, I get the feels. When I get the presence, my eyes get real squinty. And I... And I do a little jerk. I don't, I don't mean to do that. That's not, that's not like that Holy Ghost charismatic Pentecostal days. I'm just, whoo, shabakaba. I mean, I'm good. I love it. I embrace it. But that, that's the Holy Ghost. That's a spiritual awakening in me. It, learn how to recognize how God speaks to you. Learn how to recognize how he moves through you. It's going to be unorthodox. I can tell you that. It's going to be different. You got to be okay with that. If you're not, he ain't going to breathe on you. You can be a good Christian and go to heaven one day, but you won't bring the Malkut. Uh, you won't bring the kingdom. And I don't want to be here just ho-hum. I want to bring the kingdom or go home, honestly. I love to see my dad because I miss him a lot. But you know what? I see him now because I'm aware of who I am in here in this, in this time. I'm not of this world. So don't get lost in this world because you're not of it. There's a reason why you're frustrated and wrestling and anxiety all the time because you're not aware of who you're of. And my granddaddy preached a message about 74 and a half messages on the word of, O-F. If you can take 500 messages, I just exaggerated a little bit, 500 messages and preach on one word, powerful word. First John 3, somewhere in there it is. Of. Who are you of? I'm of him. So I can be in the earth effectively and efficiently in my area of influence that's continually expanding my tent is expanding as I'm faithful to know that. Unlocks the awareness of him where he lights the fire of encounter, letting him love you. 1 John 4.19. We only love because he first loved us. It's a huge verse. Matter of fact, let's read it. I got to read it. I got to read it. 1 John, it's good to turn there too. If you got, I encourage you to turn, man. Get, get. I love Bible apps, but man, there's nothing like a Bible. There's nothing like the pages of a Bible. I love a good Bible. I want it to be used and, and marked up and painted on and, and just don't, I don't want to see your Bible and it be white. <laughs> if it is white, don't leave here mad. <laughs> but my God, mess it up a little bit. Get a Sharpie out and underline some stuff. Stay with one verse, like be still and know, and just see if you can stay there. 
I guarantee you can't. I guarantee you're going to be flipping over. Well, what's this saying? What's this going? I don't care what personality type you are. You're God's, and he can do what in you whatever he wants to do if you give yourself to him, whether you're a type 1 on the Enneagram, type 4, type 5, type 6, type 8. I don't give a rip. Although I do kind of like looking into that. How am I? What am I? Why do I do what I do? Come on now. <clears throat> Let's read that. First John four nineteen. We love him because he first loved us. Beginning in stillness, be still and know where he unlocks the awareness of him, where he lights the fire of encounter, letting him love you. And that's what I've learned in my personal time of devotion where I can hear his knock at the door. Revelation 3, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, say if anyone. It's conditional, man. It ain't a guarantee he's going to open it. It doesn't say he opens the door. It says if anyone hears. How can you hear? In stillness. And how can you know it's his knock? Your awareness of him in the stillness has allowed you to hear the voice that happens to be a knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, what's his voice? A knock. Okay? See, if I got him pigeonholed in one way he does it, I won't see it in the many varieties that he's going to do it in. Because he ain't one-layered. He's multi-layered, multi-faceted, multi-dimensional. He's bigger, better than your mind can comprehend. He goes past finding out. Don't try to find him out. Just be still and know. Let the awareness be sparked so you can hear the knock. And he can, doesn't say he'll come beside you and sit down and have pancakes with you. It says he'll come into you. I like to visualize stuff when I'm reading. He'll come into you. It's a, it's a, it's a test. It's a analogy of intercourse, of intimacy. It's a bride and a bridegroom. If you don't like the language, then you don't like the Bible because the whole word is about a bride and a bridegroom. My God. Read Song of Solomon and come back and talk to me later. See how you don't like intimacy. Man, I feel such a responsibility to burn. I feel such an accountability to burn and not let religion get a hold of my leg and not let the stuff of yesterday pull me back just a little bit. I got two feet in front of me, and I'm not one foot ahead and two feet behind. I'm one state of mind. It's a kingdom, Malkut, sovereignty, nature state of mind, and I continually set the Lord before morning by morning by morning where I no longer need the sun for light by day, the moon for light by night, but I got the glory of the Lord to be my light. Either that's just a good verse or it's real to you. Let it be a verse and then let it be something you walk out. Take the words and let them jump off and get inside of your soul and restore your soul back to where it belongs, which is intimacy with Jesus and Yeshua HaMashiach, and you're quiet enough to hear the voice come in. Hallelujah. Man, it is good. It feels good. I know that. It feels, feels good. If it don't sound good, I'm sorry, but it feels good to say If anyone hears, that unlocks the memory. That unlocks the memory, the remembering. And this is the key to awaken ourself to who we are, who we were, and who we're going to be. John 17, verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Just sink into that. Can you get in a bathtub and just sink down into that Holy Ghost bathtub of hot, warmth water and just let that get all up in you? Can you do that even right now corporately? Just shut your eyes and just remind me of the glory I had with you before the world was. That it's attainable and it's approachable. It's not to be moved away and distant, but it's at hand. That means it's within reach. I can come into it. The kingdom is at hand. It is attainable. His his sovereignty and his image is attainable. I can come into it because I let him come into me because I was still to be aware to hear the knock for him to come in and sit down inside of me. 
And now I no longer work to heaven. I work from heaven. And now I'm seeing it in a whole new light. And even my rainy days are sunny days. All my days are buffets and all my, all my meals are buffets and all my days are holidays. Everything is wrapped up in him. And if I set that course and stay faithful to arise and shine daily. So you can't carry yesterday's into today. I don't care how deep you are today. Tomorrow's a new one. But the more you cultivate the encounter, the greater the relationship becomes. And you'll never, you'll never get relationship without cultivating. Cultivating the garden is everything. If you don't learn how to get out there in the dirt and learn how to appreciate the dirt as much as you do everything else, you'll never see it. You'll never get it. You got to be willing to get your boots on and go out in the dirt and get messy before you see the garden show up. Because you know the garden's already in you. It just has to come through you, through a son who recognizes the dirt. It's just as precious as the roses. It's just as precious as the roses. I don't see the dirt as dirt. I'm made from the dirt. And as I put my hands in it, I become one with the one who made me. He is mindful that we are but dust. Psalm somewhere in there, find it. He is mindful that we are but dust. What a verse. He hadn't forgotten that you're a human being. Wake up. I know you are. This is choir message here. I love all y'all. Appreciate you guys, man. I, oh, I just want Jesus. I want his presence. I don't want anything else. I've lived a life full of joy because I set the Lord before me daily. I don't let my love of anything else come before that. I rise and I shine just by getting out of bed. Stillness unlocks awareness of him that unlocks the memory, the remembering of who you are. We look forward by looking back with him. It's a circle. We look forward by looking back. What a great place. That comes from a song, an upper room song. The last song on that album. When I heard it, I just loved it. I just think about that. We look forward by looking back. Get on the train of remembering with him. And go for a ride. And let him take you down to the places that he wants to take you to, to just really remember. It's not your responsibility to give people new eyes and new ears. It's your responsibility to when you remember so well, when you walk by them, they catch a memory. And that memory will lead to new eyes, and that memory will lead to new ears. Don't try to fix everybody. Just carry him so well that when you walk by, they catch a memory. Man, that's good preaching. They catch a memory. They catch a memory. It's not my job to give you new eyes to see. It's just my job to help you remember. And if I carry him so strong and you get around me like a shallow skinner and I walk by him, something just been pulled out of me. Because something in heaven has come beside me and I know where I belong before I ever learn how to believe anything. You belonged before you believed. And that's the reason why your believing is struggling because you don't know where you belong. And you belong in him. Remind me, Jesus is saying this, man, not me. Remind me of the glory of the love I had with you before the world was. My God, what a line that Jesus is saying this. It's, I, we're not going to get to Matthew, but the Lord is good all the time, all the time. The Lord is good. Unlocks the memory of the glory you had before the world was. I don't want to move on too much, but I feel like we're kind of getting to a place I can stop off a little bit. But the main thing, man, in that place of awareness, a lot of us, I think, struggle with fire and letting our love become brighter because we haven't taken the time for him to really love us right. And that happens just in routine. There's nothing wrong with routine. Just don't let your routine become routine. The remembering, here's what the remembering does for us. 
It unlocks the desire to cultivate. It unlocks the desire to search out, to ask, to seek, to knock. It's where you keep the fire going. Because he doesn't keep it going. You do. Otherwise, why would he make you? He wanted you for worship. He wanted you for a will. You only, the only reason it is worship because you have a will. If you didn't have a will, it wouldn't be worship. You have a decision. You have a choice in this. What do you do with it? That's called worship. It unlocks this desire to cultivate, to ask, to seek, to knock, where you keep the fire going. It gives you aim for your prayer life. Not a set of things to pray for, but a setting of him before. Not a set of things to pray for, but a setting of him before, which begins with deep connection to Yeshua, a son bragging on his daddy. And this place has been marked and readied for intimacy with Jesus because we come from a Holy Spirit man, F. Nolan Ball, my granddaddy, who paved a way for the Holy Ghost to come alive in us. There ain't no man that I know besides Paul himself who literally says it in his Bible, I preach, I pray in tongues more than all you guys. If anybody could compete with him, it would be my grandfather, and he's still probably competing with Paul in heaven now. <coughs> Not that he had any edge to him at all. It's the only way he got things done. If you don't have a little edge to you, Yeshua didn't want just all holy, holy, Lord God is almighty, just roses and tulips. When he was braiding that cat of nine tails, he wasn't just sitting there going, and he was serious. Put yourself in that place of he was getting the cat of nine tails ready to go whoop some stuff. So if you feel a little bit out on you, it's all right. Just don't carry, be carried away with it. But take your time. There's another thing. In the moment of adversity and calm or stuff coming like the walls are closing in on you, take your time with what you do with, and how you respond. <clears throat> sometimes it might just be nothing. Daddy used to tell me sometimes the hardest thing to do is nothing at all. Whew, that's a good word for a prophetic guy because we always want to see ahead. Get beyond today. Got future coming, and it's going to be great. Awareness, stillness, awareness, remembrance to unlock a memory for people. Help us, helps us come into this place. Let's read John 17. I want to just read those first five verses, and we'll be done. This is, the title of this is Jesus Prays for Himself. <laughs> and I'm going to use, G- <clears throat> we're about to wrap up here. <clears throat> I have to say that so I can be honest and do it. Yeshua spoke these words, Jesus prays for Himself. Man, I love this guy. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, He doesn't say Yahweh right here. Yahweh is a great name, and I love it. But we've learned the importance of Abba, of Daddy, of Papa, the intimate one. Sometimes Yahweh is so big, it's not intimate. And I want to be intimate with Yeshua, with Jesus. I want to be intimate with him so I can come into the Abba, the Father, the one who hugs you and keeps you. Whoo, man. There's one thing I miss. It's my dad's hugs. That's probably the most biggest thing I miss is the hug of a big dad. Just, whoo, just sweep you up, man. And you know where I feel that and why I think I spend a lot of time at home in the secret place? Because that's the way I feel when I'm with him. I just, I do this a lot. I just feel him. 
that I find everlasting life in a hug from him. Because I'm knowing him. And knowing him, we'll read in just a second, is eternal life. Not a ticket out of here, but a seat to belong here. Yeshua spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you. I want to read it like he would. Father, the hour has come. Glorify me, that me, that I may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you. The only true God and me whom you've sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I love this language he gives to his daddy. I've done what you've told me to do. I have glorified you on the hour has come. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Yahweh, thank you for this day. Thank you for a people who have an ear to hear your voice through a 39-year-old young man who's living the dream, who's getting to do what he's always been wanting to do, preach and sing and prophesy and get paid for it. (laughs) I mean, you can't have it better than that. Thank you for this people. Thank you for the authenticity and the genuine hearts in this place today. From 80 to 8, thank you for everyone in this room. Thank you for every heart that's come in this place today. They could have gone anywhere else and done any other thing, but they chose to come here today, and I honor their choice to come. It's a big deal you showed up today. Thank you. Thank you for your presence, Yeshua. Thank you for becoming more real to us in our prayer life, giving us a direct aim, and doing it like you did. Doing nothing that you don't see your dad do and saying nothing you don't hear your dad say. That is what I want to be. That is what I want to do. And in an age of, of reacting and wanting to know your opinion on everything in this day that we live in today, help us be different. Help us be set apart and help us shine in such a way that people see your face and your glory on us, that the world may truly change into its malka, into its sovereign in nature that it's called to be. So the earth can, can, can quit groaning so much and it can actually find the ones who have heard the sound. We thank you for this day. We honor you. We honor the offering and the tithe of this house. We bless it. We thank you for the provision and the protection that you give us. We don't ever take any of it lightly. From a dollar to a thousand, we take all of it, and we honor your kingdom. We honor the the foundation that we've been built on here. And we never want to be unfaithful to that. Always want to be a good steward over what you've given into our hands. Thank you for that. Thank you for teaching me the importance of tithing and offering and giving out of myself. Thank you for that, Yahweh. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the leadership of this house, Mark and Eva. We speak life. We speak strength over them today. We thank you for their 
their lives that they have given themselves to this house in a time when it was not easy. And they chose to do it anyway because they knew they not only had an unction, they knew they were called. Many are called, but few choose. And they've been called and they have chosen. And Yahweh is walking with them tightly and keeping them in his arms as they lead this house and as we all as a team go forward in the future by looking back continually in devotion with you. We honor you today. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.